Morning and stuff. One of the biggest regrets you'll probably live with is the idea of not trying or is the thing I'm not trying. And that's what one of the things I'm scared of. I'm scared of looking back on my life and not looking back and seeing myself fail, but looking back and saying, I didn't try. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Idol Podcast. I am your host, Alvin. And I just want to thank everyone who's listening to the pod. And don't forget to follow and share so you'll be updated on the brand new episodes every Saturday. Today, we are joined by a very special guest, a multi-award winning hair barber with over 20 years of experience. Also an established businessman and an effective speaker known for his talent and world-class service. Also, he just recently released his debut book late last year called Shaping Up Culture. He is the CEO of Slider Cuts Barbershop, providing tightest shape pops from East London to Hollywood. Some of his clients are LeBron James, Anthony Joshua, and Stormzy. He was recently awarded the Consumer Industry Rising Star at the acclaimed Black British Business Awards of 2018. Ultimately, he's on a mission to inspire and help young people. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Mark McIver. Thank you for inviting me. Oh man, you're you're. I'm really looking forward to this because I really admire the passion you have for barbering and the the way you did. I mean, the things you have done for the culture of barbering. Uh, it's just a shame that I wasn't able to visit the shop yet. Uh, yeah, I, I was in. Uh, how are you doing? How's the family on this time? They're all well. Yeah, you know, well, 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 well. All right. All right, so yeah. Mike, I'll, I'll probably start with the first question just so I, I won't take too much of your time, man. Uh, no way. Yeah, so first question, uh, can you just uh, tell us uh, basically when did you start to discover your love for barbering uh, and how, how did you start? What are the difficulties that you've encou- encountered along the way? Um, my love for barbering, so yeah, my name is Mark McIver, you know, owner of Brand Slider Cuts. I started cutting hair when I was 13 or 14 years old. I think, I'm not sure exactly when I discovered I had a love for it, but I realized later on in my barbering career that I had a love for hair before I started cutting hair. Because when I look back, I was always looking at people's haircuts. Yeah. I used to always watch TV. I used to see people on TV and be like, like and because I never, my mom never had money to take me to the barbershop. I used to be like, you know, I'd love that haircut. If I went to a barbershop, I'd get that haircut. Yeah. And I remember like, there was a guy, I don't know how old you are, but I'm assuming you're, you're a bit younger than me, quite a bit younger than me. 28. Um, I'm 28. I'm 35, so yeah. <laughs> there, was a show called, there was a show called Hang Time. I don't know if you remember it. Nah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Anthony Anderson. He's no. an actor. He's in, that, he's in that show Blackish. No. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't born here. I just... So, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. There was this show called Hang Time, and there was this this player, this character in this show. I used to always watch it and be like, "Oh, I want that haircut." And it's before I I'd ever picked up the clippers. And there was various other people on TV that I used to look at like that. So when I look back, I realized that right, I was really into hair before I even picked up the clippers. Because why was I always looking at people's haircuts? And even in the back of my school books, you yeah. know. People used to draw things in the back of their school books, like yeah. whatever it was, their tag or whatever it was. Or if they were artists, they would draw pictures. I used to draw shape-ups. Nice. Yeah. So th- that's how it started. 
that's how it started. And then the first step was one day me wanting a haircut, a good haircut. And the haircut my mom was giving me, the one my brothers were giving me, I just didn't like them. And I was like, you know what? Let me just try it myself. Yeah. And I was 13 or 14 then. Yeah. Did you do it in front of yeah. the mirror or? Yeah, I'd have been in front of a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it still didn't come out good though. I still ruined it and had to cut it all off. But yeah, you know, well, I think every, every, everyone starts at somewhere. So yeah, uh, yeah. So my next question: uh, What has been? What can you say has been the most challenging part of your barbering career? The most challenging part of my barbering career would be, I think, opening up my own shop. Challenging just because of the way I went about doing it, the spec of what I wanted the shop to look like, yeah. and not taking any investment and having no money at the time as well. Yeah. So I was turning down, I was turning down investment, mm -hmm. but I never had money to do the shop myself. So um <laughs> that That's was probably brave. the most yeah, that was probably the most I'm still paying back money. I opened up a year and a half ago and I'm still paying people back for money they, they lent me. To open up the shop so um i think that has been the most challenging part like physically in a sense of like needing money needing materials needing this needing yeah. that and struggling to find it i think that was very challenging i think another challenging part would have been before i opened up the shop i think when i was managing the shop i used to work in yeah it became challenging because as a manager, you're not an owner, you don't own yeah. the shop. So you don't really, you can affect some change, but there were just so much things I wanted to implement and I couldn't because I never had, you could say the full authority to do so. So yeah. I found that challenging because I had all of these ideas and the way I think the shop should run. And obviously I, I had input into it being a manager, but I never had, I wasn't able to fully, you yeah. know, so it was, it was a frustrating time where it's like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that. I think it should be this, it should be that. Yeah. So did this ignite the, the, you know, the intention to have your own shop and actually put all your ideas to practice or? That drove what I was doing. So yeah. when I, you know, went to open the shop with no money, yeah. you know, that definitely was like a drive, you know, where I'm yeah. like, I've got all these things and ideas and all these things and the way I think a shop should run yeah. and how I want it to run. So that definitely, um, sparked it i think you know before I, I left the shop i was working in i had decided three years before that that i was leaving so i let everybody know three years beforehand okay and yes it was i gave gave more than enough um notice, notice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so um so i told them then and i think what made me decide that was i think there were just things i just wanted to do and i started realizing that I was never going to be able to do it if you in someone else's mm. um, business because um, because it's someone else's business, <laughs> you know, yeah. nothing, nothing bad, nothing evil about it. It's just the same way somebody who works for me right now, mm. they might have all these things they want to do. And yeah. some of the ideas I might take on board, but I'm not going to, it's almost, I'm not going to take on everything they want to do. Definitely. So if they really want that, they would have to go and open up their own place then they could live out everything they want to do. Yeah, sure. Uh, Mark, can you just, because of course uh, the listeners would 
actually can relate to you having all these difficulties of not just starting up their own shop or but basically pursuing their dreams and it's really difficult i think that's why people try to listen to podcasts because they're trying to look for inspirations which is actually what we aim to do here is to inspire people uh what can you tell them what can you tell people who are actually inspiring to do something but struggling to start it i would say um for those which are you know inspiring to do something whatever field it's in but you're struggling i guess it depends on what the struggle is if the struggle is fear yeah then that's one thing to get over like in different ways if the struggle is not having the means to do it then that's a different thing because you know if you haven't got the means then you can't do it so what i'd say is if it's to fear i would say that one of the biggest regrets you'll probably live with is the idea of not trying or the thing of not trying and that's what one of the things that i'm scared of i'm yeah. scared of looking back on my life and not looking back and seeing myself fail but looking back and saying i didn't try yeah you know i think a lot of people get older and they start having those regrets where they're like you know what when i had that idea i should have just tried to do it yeah. you know cuz fear just holds you back but you end up in more regret you know so don't allow fear and failure to be the thing that stops you from pursuing something i think that what you should do when you're pursuing something is acknowledge first of all that i might this might not you know happen i'm going to do everything i can to make it happen but it might not happen and if it doesn't happen and i've done everything i can to make it happen then i'm okay with that yeah but i'm not going to be okay with not trying definitely that's true <laughs> so if it's fear that's stopping you yeah so and if it's means then i think you got to really get logical and say okay if i need money and i haven't got any money and i need money to open up this business then i need to start selling my business and selling shares of my business or go and find a loan and if you're someone who doesn't want to take loans you don't want to share, sell any shares then how bad do you want to pursue this idea because sometimes it might be like i want to pursue it but i've got no money no nothing there so you know you got to say okay cool well let me go get a loan then yeah and i spoke to son about this before about their business they said they needed i can't remember what but they needed 13,000 pounds and i said well why don't you just go and get loans and i think they might have gone to the proper banks yeah with like low interest rates and i think they maybe said no so i was like you know what 13,000 i was thinking so well you know i'm not promoting this but no 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 if you if you believe in your business yeah. that much and you believe it's going to work as this person was saying for these yeah. persons go for them them other high interest loans instead yeah you know you you borrow 13,000 you might have to pay back altogether another extra 7,000 pounds but if the figures you're telling me really line up then why don't you do it then because without it you can't pursue this yeah so sometimes people need to look at it and really weigh things up and say look if i really want to do this and i really believe in it Yeah. then you should be willing to risk yeah yeah well that's very nice man this is i think that's really hits the point of, of everyone's struggles and starting their own businesses and start, starting something that they actually have been longing to start uh just next question mark uh, how do you th- how do you think how important do you think the conversation between the barber and the client is because i, I for myself go to a barber to not just to have a nice fade and to have a sharp haircut but also to have yeah. that, to have that quality conversation because i personally think that barbers really give good insights whether it's politics or whatever but yeah. how do you, how do you, how important do you think it is the conversation between barbers 
I think the conversation between client and barber is, is massive. It's, it's, it's super important. Yeah. And the reason why I think barbers have so much insight is because we cut all walks of life yeah. of people, of like different types of clients. So we cut, you know, the person that cleans up the streets. Yeah. Then we cut the police officer. Yeah. Then we cut the politicians yeah. and the bankers and yeah. the postmen and, you know, the accountants. Then we cut everybody. So when they come into the chair and they're sharing their knowledge, yeah. barbers are just always learning. Yeah. And we get to see all walks of life. So it means that when you come into the chair as someone who maybe is not an accountant or a doctor or whoever it is, I have that information from the accountant, yeah. from the barber, sorry, not the barber, from the, you know, the solicitor, from the mm-hmm. police officer, whoever it is. So that's why I feel like barbers have so much insight and so much knowledge. It's just because we're just getting that information from the clients. And I think it's really important because um, I think it's a time a customer sitting in a chair has this, however long it takes to cut hair, half an hour, 45 minutes, however long it is, is that time where they get to sit down, relax, and almost get their head massaged, yeah. right, in a comfortable chair, yeah. <laughs> and just be almost free for like 30 yeah. to 45 minutes. And that's the time which you can kind of actually just be like one-on-one, and all the other barbers are doing their own thing as well, so it's like it's a yeah. one-on-one conversation. And I think, you know, it's a space and an environment that lends to someone being able to open up and they customers do all the time open up talk about what's yeah. going on in their life talk yeah. about what help they need and because barbers are so connected you can always offer help even if it's just like you know what i know this therapist you can speak to yeah or you should go see this doctor or yeah. have you seen this chiropractor or just whatever it is you know yeah so i just think that you know it's it, it, it's really important and also it's one of the few spaces where i feel like there's left where people can actually go in there and be honest I think most spaces in the country, yeah. you're not allowed to be honest anymore. You're not allowed to really say what's really on your mind or what you think, right or wrong. But yeah. I think the barbershop is one of the few places left where someone can come in and just be like, you know, I think this, I think that. Yeah. And then people argue it. Yeah, true. And then everyone still leaves cool. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's really a, you know, a nice medium for people to have a healthy conversation and not argue about something you know it's very positive yeah yeah uh you know the morning insta how did it start uh mark it's really iconic i you know whenever i i i follow your instagram page and whenever i see it uh, i'm like oh that's really iconic of mark do you know how it started it's funny because if you look at some of the earlier ones as well you'll see there wasn't that much energy no and (laughs) And, um, and your, your crew is copying you actually it's funny yeah um it started off you know why i started it started off because i was trying to teach people the idea of early is on time on time is late and late is unacceptable and basically what i was trying to and what i was trying to show people was when you see me start the day that's not when i started the day the day starts before that so when i'm putting on my shoes and when i'm putting on my clothes my work clothes and I got to switch on the TV and put up the shutters and I've got to maybe wipe down the desk and all the things I need and warm up the clippers. I was trying to show people that, look, I do these things before I start work and then I start. And that's so it started off with me just doing kind of like, it wasn't shouting. I was just like, you know, I was like, yeah, morning. And so, you know, I'm back in the barbershop right now. You know, I've got my shoes on, you know, my shirt's on. I switched on the TV. Um, the, 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 shutters are, the shutters are up. You know, my clippers are warmed up right now. And it is, you know, eight, you know, 
45, you know, my first client is at nine o'clock or 8.50, whenever it is, you know, but I'm here now and I'm ready for work. And that's how it all started. Cause I was just trying to, I'll just, there used to be, there used to be more things I used to add into it. My, yeah. I used to, I remember my, my, my boots are laced. There are all these different things I used to put in just to say, look, I'm ready for work and look at the time. And my first client had been, and I was trying to show people, this is how you're ready for work. Cause I was trying to tell people, you don't get to work at the time that you start. You get to work before you start, get ready and be ready to start at the time that you start. And that was the whole purpose of it. And then the more I was doing it, I just started, you know, adding things, changing things. You know, now today I've got my clothing on, my boots are on, this is on. And then the more I was doing it, just the energy started kind of just coming over. Just kind of like, you know, yeah. And also I just started my day. I was, I was just energetic. I was happy. I was like, yeah, more than instant. Yes, I'm back in the barber shop. Yeah, the shutters are up. Tippers are warmed up, this and that. And then suddenly, over time, because I've been doing this for years, yeah. it's like now I'm like, morning and start. And it's like, when I look back at when it started, I'm like, whoa, it's really developed from there. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's massive, man. It's really iconic. And <laughs> I think what you're doing just sets really a good example to people and to, to, to the people in the shop as well. Uh, yeah. Lastly, Mark, I would like to just... Uh, you know, for you to give the people the chance to, you know, you've, you've made a book, you've published, recently published the book. Yeah. Uh, yep. Just give them a brief uh, overview and where can they get this? Um, I was about, oh, well, I was about to pull the book out, but um, you can get the book from, yeah, I've just released the book, well, last October, October 2019. It's called Shaping Up Culture. The whole idea of the book was basically an approach to business. And I was talking on issues that from the culture I come from that I saw in society. So it's got 11 chapters and it's just addressing different things that I've seen as a barber from before I was a barber and addressing it from almost like the perspective of the barber from the barber chair. It's why it's called um, shaping up culture, the play on words. And you can get it from... Amazon, Waterstones, yep. you can go to my website, slidercuts.com, you can get it there. Yeah, and the book is just a business book. It's, it, it, it literally is written in layman's term. It's very simple, it's straight to the point. Um, I'm happy, it's got great reviews, very, very good reviews, and everybody who's reviewed it has said the same thing, like, you know, straight to the point, very simple read, you know, simple to understand. And that's what I wanted, because I didn't want to have a book that was, overcomplicated i just want the book that people as soon as you read it you understand it you don't have to go to dictionary or to google to be like what does this mean what does that mean yeah. and a lot of people have been inspired by it so i'm happy because it got a great response it's um selling well as well which is another good thing um yeah I'm almost, we've almost run out of the first batch like we literally have got you could say a few hundred left of the first batch of um you know what we printed up yeah so yeah so, so it's going really well that's good mark where can people find the shop uh because of course once this lockdown is over it will be like a yeah. carnival in the shop just uh yeah yeah where can they where can they find it the shop is 176 hackney road e27ql but if you don't remember that if you just go to my website the address is there if you go onto my Instagram, the address is there. Just type in slider cuts into Google and you'll find all my information. There's only one slider. Yeah. <laughs>
Mark, thank you very much. I know you you need to do other things as well, but thank you for allowing this interview to happen. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, thank you for for doing uh, for do what what are you doing? Just keep it up. Uh, I'm really uh, you serve as an inspiration to me and to others as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you, man. Keep safe. I right, have a good day. Thank you, Mark. And invite.